May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Harvest is a wonderful season of thanksgiving and it's one which is celebrated in many of our schools with great joy and discovery. It is a time to be thankful for our food, to reflect on where it has come from, the labour that has gone into it, to remember, of course, those who struggle to put food on the table and our thanks for the generous gifts that we've received this morning for the Wokingham Food Bank. Harvest is also a time to celebrate the glorious diversity in our world and in creation, to celebrate the abundance of the harvest. But all of this is set within a context that in fact all is not well with the planet. For the last four weeks we have been observing the season of creation tide. We have reflected on the climate emergency, on the damage humanity is doing to God's created world. We have reflected on the call each of us has to listen to the voice of creation and to change our ways and do our bit to help care for the planet. We have heard about the suffering of people in those countries most affected by climate change. Among them, the people of Pakistan and people in Bangladesh, where Rosemary shared with us last week that 17 million people have been displaced by rising sea levels. We have heard about the effects of climate change on the world's ecosystems and the many species that are threatened with extinction as their habitats change and they struggle to adapt. We've heard from Bishop Olivia how what we're doing to the planet is threatening our very existence as a human race. And so we've been led more to lament than to celebrate, as we have heard the challenges that face the world. So what happens now as we come to our harvest celebration? Do we just put all that to one side? And what do we make of Jesus's words in today's gospel? Do not worry. Should we be challenged? Or should we say not to worry? We've done our stint on creation. Let's move on. Next stop, Christmas. Well, no, I would argue not. One thing that really struck me from Rosemary's talk last week was a quote that she shared with us from a climate scientist and environmental lawyer, Gus Speth. I thought that with 30 years of good science, we could address the environmental problems of the world. But I was wrong. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed and apathy. And to deal with this, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. And we scientists do not know how to do that. Climate change is not a matter for science, it's for Christians. It is a spiritual problem at its root. And when I looked back at her sermon, I found that Bishop Olivia said something similar, that the care of creation is a deeply spiritual matter. And I found that such a challenge. We should not be finishing the season of creation tide and getting back to the more important job of telling people about Jesus and saving souls. Because all of this climate stuff and care for creation is absolutely fundamental to our faith and our mission as Christians. 
All of the suffering of creation comes down to our broken relationship with God and with the natural world. And we, of course, call that sin. As Pope Francis has said, it is the same indifference, the same selfishness, the same greed, the same pride, the same claim to be the master and despot of the world that leads human beings on the one hand to destroy species and plunder natural resources, and on the other, to exploit misery and to abuse the work of others. The good thing about all this, and it was something of a revelation moment for me, though it may well be obvious to you, is that as we recognise that the state of the world with regards climate change, pollution, suffering of ecosystems and loss of species, as we recognise that this is due to our sin, actually we are given hope. Because as Christians, we kind of know what to do with sin. God is in the business of helping us sort out our sinful ways. He is in the business of healing and reconciliation. Jesus came to reconcile us to God in his body on the cross. He brings forgiveness and changes lives. He helps us to turn from sin, to repent and start afresh. And this is huge as we think about humanity's need to move away from selfishness, apathy and greed, to compassion and active service in bringing about change in the world. As Christians then, we have hope when the world may not. Again from Pope Francis, it is only by healing the human heart that one can hope to heal the world from its social and environmental unrest. As a church, we have the tools, not least the gift of the Holy Spirit, to help with this change and healing that is needed in people's lives and in the world. But whilst we have hope, still the challenges remain. We know that there need to be changes on a big scale, but there also need to be changes in our individual lives. As Christians, we are used to this idea that we need to turn from our sinful ways and perhaps change some of our bad habits to live our lives as Jesus teaches us. Empowered by his Holy Spirit, we are called to live out our faith in the world. And this is just the same then as we reflect on the issues affecting our planet. We are called to turn from our sinful ways, from apathy, from greed, from selfishness. We are called to live more gently on this planet, to live more sustainably. And that begins with us. As the Archbishop of York has said, I long to see change and I thirst for justice, but I begin with the heart, believing that if my heart can change, then the world can change too. So what do we make of Jesus' charge, do not worry? Well, within this context, I would suggest it is an encouragement not to live without hope. We do live in worrying times with regard the climate emergency, amongst other things. In our broken and sinful ways, we fall far short of what is needed. 
but we can be inspired and encouraged, helping us to refrain from anxiety and worry, because there is hope. And do not neglect Jesus' focus at the end of today's gospel. Do not worry, but instead seek his kingdom. Strive for God's kingdom. So on this Harvest Festival, let us hold on to all that we have heard and reflected on and been moved by this creation tide. These issues of climate justice and care for creation are not issues for science, but for us as people of faith. We all need a change of heart to move away from our selfishness, apathy and greed, to live more gentle and sustainable lives. Strengthened by God's Holy Spirit, we can do this. God is in the business of bringing about transformation and healing to our brokenness. And we have a voice to speak out for change, but it must start with us, our own hearts and our own lifestyles. Amen. <laughs>